Hello and welcome to the Show Me How To podcast, the podcast where we speak with inspirational individuals. Today on the show with us, we have Jared Yearwood, a photographer based out of Christchurch. Welcome to the show, Jared. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Good, thanks. How's um how's Christchurch doing? I know that you guys are out of lockdown, whereas Auckland is looking for December 4th. Yeah, no, nah, it feels kind of normal here. Obviously, we have to wear a mask and all that kind of stuff, um, but it's kind of normal. You just get used to it. Yeah, so it's not does, too bad. Does it get a little bit awkward or, or a little bit different? Because I know you do some portrait photography as well. So I guess that's one where you can't have masks on. Yeah, it's not it's not too bad. Um, when I'm working with them, um, most people are pretty forgiving. But I'm, if I'm outside or that kind of thing, and everyone, most people that I'm working with have been vaccinated and that kind of thing too. So it's not too bad. So yeah. But always got to always have to have it. The worst thing is when you got to go to the supermarket or something like that, and you got to drive back home to go get it. So that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. You see those um, people hanging hanging masks instead of the scented candles or the scented. Um, I don't even know what you'd call them, but oh, just on the rearview mirror. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, still like a little smelly leaf or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got a couple of them around now, and they're just hiding in my pockets on my pants everywhere. So. <laughs> Um, tell me, Jared, how, how did you get into photography? Because you, you started as a full-time builder? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a builder by trade and I did that for like 13 plus years. And yeah, it was it was great and uh, made lots of money, learned lots of things, worked on some amazing houses and it took me over to Australia and I was building over there. And I don't know, just got, I don't know, like, just got to a place in my life where I wasn't really like excited about it anymore so i hung the tools up and said i took a break so i took like six months off work came back to new zealand traveled for a wee bit and then um i ended up working at a retail store and for lululemon and in adelaide and worked for them for i don't know like three years and ended up running a store or assistant manager in the gold coast moved to the gold coast and in that time i um I bought myself a camera, like a $500 camera and it just got me up in the mornings and I don't know, it just got me excited to kind of learn how to get better. And I just started from there and, uh, and then people started wanting me to take photos of them and they started to pay me and I was like, Oh, I think I might try and see if I can make this a career. So it just basically just started like that. I just kind of fumbled upon it and, um, you never really grow up taking photos or any of that, anything like that, but I just enjoyed it and I love being around people. So yeah, it just started from there. That's a pretty cool story because Gold Coast is, is a, a hell of a spot, right? It's like always summer. Oh, you always have like best. lots to do as well. So what kind of photography did you start with? I started doing like landscape photography, just like beaches. I had myself a drone and that kind of thing. And so I travel up and down the coast a bit. Um, and then because I was working for Lululemon, I was meeting a lot of people in the fitness industry. Um, and cause they're being a fitness yoga brand. And, um, so yeah, I just started kind of taking just photos of landscape and that kind of thing. And then it just started eventuating into people and gyms and that kind of thing. And yeah. And then when that kind of started, then, um, that's when the kind of people offered to, to pay me like a few hundred bucks to take photos of them, of their gym and that kind of thing of their people working out. And, um, yeah, just, it all just kind of organically evolved from that, from that place. Yeah. 
Did you did you build your accessories and your cameras up along the way as well, or did you yes. have a camera to start with that you stuck with for quite a while? I stuck with my first one for quite a bit, for maybe about maybe a year. Then I upgraded to it, uh, upgraded just to a better camera, and just had a couple of lenses. So it wasn't like it wasn't an amazing camera, but I kind of like I don't know. Someone told me I think just to learn to be really good on a really average camera. And that cameras, your gear, yes, your gear does matter, but gear isn't everything. And a skilled photographer will know how to use any camera. And so, yeah, I just stuck with that and um, ended up shooting for Lululemon, which was great. And and I still shot with that second camera for a long time after that too. Well, so you actually started working at Lululemon and it ended up shooting for Lululemon. Yeah, so I started shooting some like events that we used to have, like um, – uh, that we'd run as a store and that kind of thing. And then obviously, I don't know, I must have got better. And then they, when I, when I ended up finishing with them, I, um, they hired me for a few jobs and that kind of thing too. So I had to stand my, some of my work in because I was like, oh, I kind of like this. I'm like, maybe I follow this and do a bit more of it. So I got a bit of a portfolio together and sent in my photos. And then they're like, cool, you're one of our approved photographers to shoot for us. So yeah, it was great. That's pretty cool. And then from Gold Coast straight to Christchurch, or you mentioned you traveled around New Zealand for a bit. Um, no, so so when I was in the Gold Coast, when I finished up with uh, working for the company, I was going to go traveling to the states, and then over to Canada. And um, so I spent some time in Sydney for a bit, and then with my sister, and then went over to America and didn't quite make it over there. Well, I made it there, um, but it got stopped in Hawaii, and they they basically thought I was going to try and live and work in America. So I literally sold up everything back in Australia. I was going to go traveling for like six to nine months. It's going to spend like three months in America and then like maybe move to, then head to Canada for a little holiday and then went to the UK. And then I, they didn't let me in to America. They thought I was going to try and live and work there. So I got locked up in a federal prison overnight and then yeah and um that wasn't fun and then i got sent back escorted onto the plane sent back to australia and then when i landed back in sydney um they basically said you have lost your visa because you know kiwis and australians can live in each other's countries yeah so they said you've lost your visa and you can no longer live or work in australia anymore because they identified me as uh there's a there's four things it's uh possession of drugs uh, criminal record calling the act of a crime or denied entry into a country and all of those four things are under the same umbrella so I was denied entry into a country so they sent me back to New Zealand and so that's when I that's why I came back to New Zealand so surely do, do they do any research or do they did you get a uh, chance to make uh, your point it doesn't Nothing. matter that I just I think I just got the wrong person on the wrong day she wasn't very nice and uh, they just kind of like say I mean the law is the law when they suspect, you know, that they think that you're going to try and live and work there. They went through my laptop and cell phone and everything like that too. So um, it is what it is. And then that's when I came back to New Zealand and, uh, and then, yeah, that's why I'm here in New Zealand. So. That's a buzzy story. That's a <laughs> yeah, buzzy it was, story. It wasn't fun being in prison. That's for sure. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, very, very scary. Um I like it was full prison clothes. Like, oh, my dog's coming up to say hello. Full, full prison clothes. 
um, bend over, lift your balls up, cough, that kind of thing, you know, like socks, underwear, shoes, everything. Uh, jail cell. Uh, lucky I didn't have to sit, share a jail cell with anybody. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it wasn't fun. I didn't sleep all night um, and I didn't sleep on the plane. So I was very, very stressed and had high anxiety and came back later on and didn't realize that I had anxiety for six months and didn't sleep or eat properly. So, but I had post-traumatic stress from that experience. So yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a tough experience. Hey, yeah. like you, you see it in movies and you think that the American system would be quite used to Kiwis and Aussies actually going over for travels in the same way that you went over. Yeah. You know, it's not that uncommon. Yeah, but it was when Trump was in power too and they tightened up a lot on immigration. And um, so, so yeah, but it is what it is. And I learned a lot from that that time. And um, and I came back to New Zealand and basically had to start, start, start all over again. So... So did you start all over from photography itself? So you started buying it? Yeah, so I ended up working, just just ended up working retail because I didn't want to go back to building, wasn't really enjoying it. And I used to live in Christchurch. So everyone kind of knew me as a builder and I didn't know anybody in the creative industry, like zero people. Like photography was not even on my radar when I lived here. And so worked there, wasn't enjoying this. I just need to go and do my thing. And I went out on a whim and was just like, and, and you know, I met maybe a couple, I was trying to connect with other photographers here in Christchurch and they just didn't want to basically get to know me or anything. It was kind of a weird vibe. And um, so, yeah, so I kind of just started networking and meeting new people and that kind of thing. And I just went out and just, just did it. And for the first year was a hell of a struggle, but it paid my bills and I got through it. Um, and it's now been two and a half years and I'm doing, doing pretty good. Did you start in portrait in Christchurch as well? Because you do a lot of um, fitness at the I moment, don't you? And portraits and fitness. Did you do portrait or landscape in Christchurch? Uh, no, just, yeah. So a lot, lot more portrait, the fitness. So like my bread and butter work is I was taking photos of gyms and that kind of thing and doing their workouts and that. And um, yeah, which was an interesting time because obviously like, you know, I've got to pay my bills, but then it's so easy to compromise uh, your worth and like, you know, people go, oh, oh, that's too expensive. And then you would go, okay, I'll do it for this much. And what I realized, I kind of took a bit of a, a moment where I was just like, what kind of work am I getting? And, and it was a lot of people reaching out for free work or cheaper work and that kind of thing. And obviously when you're in a stage where you're like, okay, I've got to pay my bills, but at the same time, I don't want to give, heaps of work out for free i want people to like appreciate and value me it was actually the biggest shift that i had to make was actually do i actually value my work or the the uh the value that i'm providing for them like do i see it as a value and when i made that shift that's when i started to see a bit more work started coming um and then i started to see a little bit less of people wanting to reach out for free photos that yeah kind of thing. Does, it, does it ever get tempting like once you started did it get tempting to if someone came up to you, were you just like, ah, maybe just this one free photo or one, this, this one free shoot? Yeah, because, yeah, well, just because like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks would have been, you know, would have been great to help me out for food or rent and that kind of thing, you know. And um, so, yeah, of course, I was very tempted to kind of, uh, um, yeah, take that option. Um, but I just, I felt like I was like, I had to be firm on, no, this is my price. And, 
you know, it's kind of like, it's funny how people like with creatives, like, it's like we never would work, walk into a store. That's something, a pair of jeans that's priced at a hundred dollars, but we go, Oh, do you think you would maybe sell it to me for 30? You know what I mean? And it's, but it's funny. We, we, we like to negotiate and obviously everyone's out to look for a deal, but it was, but the thing, the difference is you go into a store, you expect, and you know, that's the price of what that item is. And so I started to take that approach with me. It's like, well, I'm like a store. I'm providing you value. It's not clothing, but it's photos. Um, so this is my price and that's my price tag. And if you don't want to buy it, just go to another store like to Kmart or the warehouse or something like that. And that's when everything for me started to change because I realized that through my whole, a lot of my business, when I was starting out, I was devaluing myself and not seeing who I was and what I was providing. And so I was just like giving people discounts left, right and center. And, um, and it wasn't a good start off from my business. And that's why I think I struggled through that first year. And then at the end of that first year, did you actually look back to yourself and make a list of what you thought was the biggest challenge or what you learned the most in that year? Yeah, I I mean, I think my biggest my biggest challenging my biggest challenge was to say no because it's so easy to say yes, you know, because uh, uh, a little bit of money, like I said before, a little bit of money would help me out, you know, and that kind of thing. And so when I started saying no. I mean, it was so hard, like really hard when people would ask, Hey, can you shoot this? And I'm like, okay, this is my fee. And they're like, Oh, we can only afford this. And so normally I would say, okay, that's okay. But I'd say no. And so I knew if I said no, I wouldn't get money. And, but what I realized was, is that when I say no, I'm just saying no to those people. And what that leaves is more opportunity and more doors open um, to people that actually are going to see my value that I create for them and people that want my business. And so, um, I was saying no to them and then I was getting less and less of those people. So I think that was my biggest challenge was, it sounds silly, but just to say no was like, was quite difficult. Yeah. It's a, do you think it's like a word of mouth thing? Like one person hears that you've done something for free. So then they tell someone else, so I've got a photographer who did this for free for me. And then it just spreads like wildfire because not many photographers would do um, free work. Yeah, no. And that's it. And so like, if, if it's you and Hey, you know, like you do free photography, you're going to be known as that guy that's going to jump in and do something for free, like a birthday or whatever, a photo shoot for a brand or whatever. But when I, what I started to realize was that yes, you've got to have good photography. Like that's why you get hired. But the thing that I reckon and the reason why I keep getting hired is because I'm not a dick. Like I'm a nice person, you know what I mean? And so like, so, uh, people, this is one thing, you know, like people will always remember how you made them feel. They, they will always remember the photos, but they'll always remember the experience that you create for them. And so my biggest thing, because I love people and I love creating new experiences. My biggest thing was, creating experiences on my photo shoots. So most of the people when I was shooting them haven't been um, in front of the camera. So my job was to make them feel comfortable. So sometimes I take a little mini boombox with me, but a music just to kind of, so it's not awkward silence. Um, but I just like to laugh and joke and have a bit of fun with them. And um, yeah, so like, I think that's when I started to get hired more is because like you said, like it was, 
um, word of mouth thing was because oh, he's the fun guy. It's, you know, he, and he takes great photos. And so if I take great photos and I'm a dick, I'm probably not going to get hired again. Yeah, exactly. But what's, um, you say you create an experience. How hard is it to actually create an experience? What, what kind of things do you do? What are some examples? Um, so for me, it's, I, I think personally, I think it's a, a, an inward journey to create an experience because if I don't love and if I don't think I'm fun and if I don't think I'm, I don't know, not awkward and all those types of things, then I'm not going to, I'm going to project those energies. So if I'm awkward and I don't think that I, like, and I'm like, I know I'm not funny, I'm going to create an awkward vibe or an awkward energy with my, uh, with the person I'm taking images of. And so the model, i.e. whatever. And so to create an experience, things that I do is, uh, so obviously I'm trying to figure out what type of photos they're wanting, natural photos, pose photos, whatever it is. Um, and so normally if it's on a location shoot, we're walking somewhere, we meet somewhere, we're walking. Um, sometimes I would meet up with them before the shoot if they want to, depending on the size of the shoot. So I, you know, we can talk if it was a bigger shoot, but more when I started out was the smaller shoots. Um, I met them for the first time. Everything was through email or through messenger and I'd meet with them at a car park and we'd go off to a location. So the thing is that what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build trust with this person. And so the things that I do is I find out information about them. So not like I'm like interviewing them, but I'm just asking what they like to do and that kind of thing. And I'm just being normal. Yeah. And when I say when I'm just being normal, I'm not trying to over be over funny. I'm not trying to be not myself, if you know what I mean. And I think that's the most important thing is that you can approach any situation or with any business and you can over express yourself and it can come across inauthentic. And so my thing is like, okay, the more if I know about myself, then the more comfortable I'm going to be myself around anybody because I'm not going to hide who I am. I don't need to show somebody who I am. I'm just going to be who I am. And so along those little short moments and while I'm shooting, I'd just be like this, talking with them and just having fun, you know, just making it easy and just being myself and being confident in that. That's pretty important. Eh? Like you need to build that trust and also get them out of their bubble because a lot of people will be in a bubble when you actually start talking to them or the first time you meet and that's just natural, but to help them have that trust in you and just have a genuine connection with them, you need to have a little bit of time where you're just actually talking to them and understanding yeah. them before you get into the work side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And cause not everyone likes being in front of a camera. I regularly try and put myself in front of a camera. If I take photos of myself or get my friends to take photos so I can understand what it's like. So then I can then relate to, okay, I'm like, okay, I know how you're feeling. It's a little bit awkward. That's all good. Don't worry, but nobody's watching. And then I'll take some photos and I'll show them. They're like, Oh, that looks actually quite good. And then, so it builds their confidence up, you know, like you see, getting them out of that bubble of where they're feeling awkward. And so it's just trying new things, getting to move around. And I think too, like sometimes it can, if say, if it's in a studio and you're sitting there, it can be quite awkward. So it's quite nice to get them outside. Cause when you're moving the body, it kind of can just move that energy around. So, yeah. Do you have, um, do you have a network of photographers now? I do now. And yeah, I do have people. I do like some work with, uh, some that are just like mates. Um, but what I found was that, uh, some people 
don't like to um, make friends because there's this competition thing. It's like, well, you're going to steal my work. And, and it's really sad, but I think there's enough work for everybody because there's a lot of people in New Zealand and in Christchurch and in Auckland, wherever you are, you know. So I just wanted to find people that were kind of on that same same vibe as me as just like supporting each other because it can be lonely when you're working for yourself and, you know, you obviously the, the platform that you share your photos might be your website or Instagram. And so when you get that support and you've got, you know, we catch up, it's kind of nice to get that that feedback. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and the age of social media, especially when you're starting off or you started off a little while ago, but you're still even looking for work or you're looking to grow in your, um, um, it's so yeah, important to have your support around you to know that people are there who are actually reaching for you as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause like I said, you're working for yourself, so you don't have anybody else and you're like, you've got to try and come up with, you've got to show up on the shoot. Not everybody else does that for you. It's not like I have a team around me that kind of supports me on the shoot day. And so, um, yeah, you've really got to, it's very important to have that community. And I've got some friends up in Auckland and that kind of thing that I regularly talk with and that I get feedback from my images um, and asking them questions about pricing, asking them questions about certain jobs because, um, if I did it by myself, I think I would have given up a long time ago. Yeah, because it's quite lonely. Yeah. Did you Did you ever have like a coach or a mentor who helped you I understand d- the way? Yeah, I did. So in in Australia, I have a mentor over in the Gold Coast, and he's not a photographer, but he's a coach. And one thing that he massively taught me on was business and understanding uh, money, and so. Yeah, so that hugely shifted my business like massively. And one of the biggest things I think that I had a biggest breakthrough in my business was that I don't need money. And when you're starting off, like I said back before, it's like, I need money to pay bills. I need, I need, I need. And obviously what you need, you don't attract. And so, um, yeah, I started to notice this little thing where I was like, okay, I don't shoot weddings. And I wanted to do more commercial, more portrait fitness kind of stuff. That's the kind of work I want to do. But that was the work that I was getting a lot of people asking me to shoot their weddings. And I was like, why is this? And I realized it's because I don't want it. <laughs> and so, and so like that kind of that law of attraction, it's like the stuff that I think that I need, I wasn't getting. And so I actually had to learn a lot about, um, one of the things that I live by is appreciate need nothing and appreciate everything. And so what I learned to do is to appreciate a lot more things in my life that I have, because when I'm, when I, what you appreciate will appreciate back. So what you appreciate appreciates. And so when I uh, was starting out, I didn't have a lot of appreciation for uh, the work that I was getting or the money that I was, you know, attracting and that kind of thing. And so I was more focusing on what do I need and when I focus on that, I'm, I don't have it because I need it. And it's, it's a kind of a funny thing. But when I realized, I was like, well, actually, do I trust myself that I can make money? And when I asked myself that question, I was like, do I trust myself? I'm like, of course I do. So then it's like, well, why are you doing these certain things? Why are you not buying this? Why are you not inv- investing in your business? Why are you not spending more money on your gear? It's like, well, 
the reason why is because I'm like, oh, maybe I might need that money because maybe I might not get work later on or da da da. But we, honestly, when I started investing thousands of dollars into my business, more work came. It was ridiculous, you know. <laughs> and so that kind of coaching and support, that shift of mindset was like really good to to understand that I actually don't need money. And and the thing was is that when I understood where the money was, it's not in the bank, it's in people's pockets. And so if I understand myself, I'll understand other people and I just be myself and people will just do what you need to do. You know what I mean? It's nothing that I, it's like, kind of like, it's like, I want your work. It's like, Hey, I'm a photographer. I can do this. I can do this for you. I can do that for you. And you're like, Oh, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It gets but your a bit business needs it. <laughs> yeah. It gets a bit, it's, it's kind of like being in a needy relationship. You know, I want cuddles. I want cuddles. Kiss me, kiss me. And you're like, Oh, get off me. And that can come across energetically when you're meeting new people. So now I'm just like, you know, even when people go, Oh yeah, we want you to shoot this. I go, okay, cool. Just contact me as my details. And I might hear something and I might not, but I don't, have to feel like, oh, I've got to chase it. I've got to chase it. I need it. I need it. And it's been the biggest breakthrough in my business is not feeling like I need money. That's that's actually pretty, um, you ha- you've heard so many key buzzwords or buzz quotes in that. When you think about it and you actually say, right, I need nothing, but appreciate everything. It shows in all aspects of business. Like even while you're working, yeah. if you appreciate the work you have, it's going to show. But if you just go there to get the job done, totally. then you're not putting your heart into it. You're not putting your soul into what you're doing. And you're, you might be doing, performing at like 60, 70%, whereas everyone who's doing what they want to do is performing totally. at 100%. Yeah. And, and it shows up when you're on the job as well, because um, when you appreciate the person, they feel loved and they feel peace and they feel like you've created an experience for them, you know? And so they'll remember that. And, um, and so like now I'm always, I'm always like, the thing is like, I know some photographers that have been in Christchurch here and have struggled. And I'm like, I kind of just, I just go, I don't like to say this as in like in a cocky way, but it's easy. I feel like anybody can do it if you learn to appreciate other people and just be kind to other people because they're the people they're going to recommend you, right? Like, of course you've got to have the skill there. Yes. A hundred percent. You have the talent and keep growing, keep learning in that and your photography and keep, you know, uh, challenging yourself and that kind of thing. But I really think like if you're kind and you're a nice person and you're not an a-hole to anybody, like you're going to get recommended, you know what I mean? And so, um, and the people are the ones with the mouths and the people are the ones with the money in their pockets. And so like, they're the ones that want to pay you. And so it's just this really simple reminder. It's like, and we, and you do have difficult clients, but but like you try and be nice to them. You know what I mean? And, but yeah, just kind of just, sometimes we can forget that in business. It's like, we just, like you said, we do 70% of we, of our heart into it. We go into the next one. It's like, what could I do a little bit extra? That's going to make this experience a little bit better. Like, and can I give them five more photos? Or can I, uh, you know, do something else for them? You know, like, yeah, it's just, it's all, we can always do more. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see photography as? Do you see it as a service or a service-based business or a product-based business? Because it's in that fine line between the two where it's your service and at the end you're giving someone a product. Yeah. I th- I see it as a service, um, service business because um, serving the person, ultimately whether it be a brand or a business or 
one person. I'm providing them value and I am serving them to make more money. And so where a brand approaches me and they want images and they might blow them up or put them on a billboard or whatever, um, obviously the prices will change on that. But what they've got to understand is when they're, it's going to cost them more by not having my images, but they are, I'm providing them a value so they can have more value in their business. So I feel like it's a service. So in some ways it is a product because I give them images, but I'm serving them to then make more money. Yeah. It's, it's a value add service. Yeah, totally. Yep. hundred percent. So what's, what's the goal from here? Do you see yourself expanding photography business or building a network of photographers that you can contract out? What's the goal from here? I think the goal for me is just to keep going. Uh, like I want to grow. I like, it's only been really, I feel like it's only been like three and a half, maybe four years since I built, bought a camera and it's been two years, two and a bit years of my business business. So I feel very new, but not to like kind of make an excuse like, you know, but I want to just keep going and I want to be, um, my goal is to be the um, most recommended photographer in Christchurch. And that's kind of what I want to be. I don't want to be the best. Yeah. I don't want to be the best. I don't need to be the well known, but I just want to be the most recommended, you know, because I want to make people and leave people with the impression that, um, that I can not just take great images, but I can leave an experience with them and build relationships through that. And I've, you know, made friends through that, through that time as well. But, um, yeah, just keep, just keep getting better and better. Um, and, um, yeah, I, yeah, just getting better and like with the jobs, like to the scale up to more tens and tens of thousands of dollars. That's the goal. That's the goal. Awesome. And Hey, Jared, before we let you go, I have one question Mm -hmm. I ask everyone and I'm Mm -hmm. going to put you a little bit on the spot. What's, okay. what's a quote, what's a story or something that you remind yourself of in the lows of business that keeps you motivated and keeps you going? I think that it, it's, I remind myself, uh, do I trust my ability and that it's always going to be okay? Because when I think back to times where it's been really hard, have I made it through? Yes. So but what can I learn from this experience in this moment that's going to teach me something in the future or can teach me right now? Um, so yeah, it's always going to be okay. And that you can, anybody can get through anything. And I know that, and I have to trust myself that I can get through it because I've been through prison and I got through it. You know what I mean? So it's like I, anybody can get through it. You just got to trust and believe in yourself um, and just enjoy it. It's not about the destination. I know a lot of people say this, but it's about the process and the process and the journey is where you'll learn your lessons. It's not about getting the job. It's the point where you start, where you build until you get the job. That's the beauty and that gap and that space is where the growth is. So yeah, I remind myself that. It's a great uh, metaphor for life. You know, like you start mm. and yeah, there's going to be a start. Yeah. There's going to be an end, but if you don't enjoy what's in between, then what's happened? Oh. Where's that gone? A hundred, a hundred percent. I think that's, if you can learn to have, find the joy and the beautiful moments in between that space and where it's not about the money or landing that big job, if you can find it in that process, I feel like you're, you're going to win it at life. Well, I feel like you've already won. 
Now, Jared, Jared yep. tell the listeners, where can they find you? What's what's your socials? Where can they find you on your website? Uh, so just just my name. So Jared, J-A-R-E-D, uh, Yoward, Y-E-O-W-A-R-D. That's just my Instagram. Um, and I guess my Facebook page as well. And my web website. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Man. I will have those links posted below. So um, now to all the listeners from me, um, if you would like to listen to more podcasts and join with me on this journey as we speak with inspiring individuals, give me a follow, give me a like, hit the bell icon to be notified. All of my socials will be posted below as well. This is the Show Me How To Podcast.